Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, friends? JB Barry here at Fantasy Coach JB over on Twitter, back with your DFS Flash podcast. Every week, you could find me here at Aaron Torres Media with your weekly guide to help you build out your winning DFS lineup over on DraftKings. The DFS Flash is a quick hitting podcast, only about 15 to 20 minutes long, and we lay out some of my favorite options to target at each position for the Sunday DFS main slate. I go position by position, giving you my favorite pay up, pay down, and dart throw option at each position to help you build out your winning DFS lineup. Now, I do practice what I preach here on the DFS Flash, and I wouldn't advise you to do anything that I don't believe in myself. So every week, I put in my own lineup on DraftKings using players I talk about here on this show. Every week, I enter my lineup into a 50-50 contest, and when we do that, we look for our players to return at least the minimum two and a half times return on investment that we want out of our DFS players. So far, we've been successful, so let's keep it rolling into week three, and let's build out that winning lineup and make some money. At quarterback, my pay-up option this week is Lamar Jackson at 7800 Last week, we saw Lamar go toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes in primetime and pull out an upset win on Sunday Night Football. We've been trying to figure out how to make sense of the Baltimore backfield after they lost two starting running backs to season-ending injuries. The obvious answer was right in front of us the whole time, and it wasn't Tyson Williams or Latavius Murray or any of the dusty veterans that they brought in. It was Lamar Jackson. In week one, Lamar had 12 rushing attempts for 86 yards, and followed that up in week two with 16 rushes for 107 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. He's also showed us that he's improved as a passer. The knock on Lamar has always been his passing accuracy issues, and he had a 69% passing accuracy last week. Nice. He completed 18 of 26 passes for 239 yards and a touchdown. He did throw two interceptions in the first half last week, but he settled in nicely and he dominated the second half. This week, he gets the Lions defense, which has given up 76 points over the first two weeks. Lamar and the Ravens should be able to put up a bunch of points against Detroit, and we may even get lower ownership for Lamar in our cash game contest with people fearing a letdown game coming off that big Sunday night win. I see no letdown in Lamar. He's out to prove to the world that he belongs in that top-tier quarterback conversation. At mid-range option this week, at the quarterback position, I'm going with Matthew Stafford at 6,400. 
Now, this may be another opportunity to get a lesser-owned quarterback since Stafford's going up against the Buccaneers, who are considered one of the best defenses in the league. What people may not realize yet is that the Buccaneers are banged up in the secondary, and that's the position that they're not that deep at. Their nickel cornerback, Sean Murphy Bunting, is out for a while, and their top cover corner, Carlton Davis, has been dealing with some hamstring tightness. The Bucs' run defense is incredible, probably the best in the NFL, so the way to beat them is through the air. Now, Sean McVay should be game planning to attack the Bucs this way, similar to the way that the Cowboys game planned for week one, and they put up some points. Matthew Stafford has thrown for 599 yards and five touchdowns in his first two games as a Ram. And I look for him to continue to air it out this week and throw for multiple touchdowns for the third straight game. At $6,400 salary on DraftKings, all we need is around 19 points to get three times our return on investment. And Stafford should do that easily with the passing volume I'm expecting from him this week. But my dart throw option at quarterback is going to be Joe Burrow at 5,500. Now, I was really tempted to go with Daniel Jones here at only $5,800, and I do love Daniel Jones this week. But when I saw Burrow down even lower at $5,500, I had to use him as this week's dart throw. Burrow is a guy who was being drafted as a top 10 quarterback during fantasy draft season. So to see his DraftKings pricing down below guys like Taylor Heineke and Jameis Winston, it just screams value to me. I know Burrow's been off to a bit of a shaky start, and that actually might give us a little bit of a lesser ownership on him this week too. The fact that he's at his lowest price of the season, it does make some sense, but it's just too low to me. In a game where he threw three interceptions last week, Burrow scored 13.28 fantasy points, and that's not good. But at a $5,500 salary this week, two and a half times return would only be 13.75 points. So what I like best about Burrow is the volume that we get from the Bengals passing offense. He's thrown the ball 27 and 30 times in his first two games. And I look for that volume to continue to increase. If we get a Burrow game where he again throws for multiple touchdowns, like he has the first two games, he doesn't throw three interceptions again, which I don't see him doing again. And if he gives us 250 passing yards, he'll get us more than three times return on investment, which I'd love from a dart throw at this low of a salary. At the running back position this week, a payup option could be Dalvin Cook at 8,400, but maybe not. Now, Cook is the play that I feel that I have to have as a payup option this week, especially after we saw what Derrick Henry did to the same Seattle defense last week. So we'd have to be excited about what Cook can do against them this week. Now, the salary is a little high, but it's lower than the $9,100 that he was at the first two weeks of the season. But my concern with Cook is that he's dealing with a sprained ankle and he wasn't practicing during the week, even on Thursday. And that's scary. You know, normally if you see a guy sit out on Wednesday, but he gets back to limited on Thursday, he's trending upwards. I'm a little concerned about Cook. So I probably won't be paying up for Cook myself this week, even with this matchup, because I wouldn't want to spend this salary only to see him re-injure the ankle and be limited for the rest of the game or, you know, maybe only pay play one quarter so. If I'm going to pay up, my pivot would be to Austin Eckler at $7,200 against Kansas City. Now, Casey's been getting gashed on the ground, and they've allowed seven rushing touchdowns over the first two games. Eckler's been involved both on the ground and in the air, and he had nine catches last week out of the backfield. So in a game that could be a shootout in Kansas City, Eckler should be heavily involved. And with that receiving upside, 18 points for two and a half times return seems very likely. 
but my pay down option at running back is going to be Saquon Barkley at 6,500. Just like we said with Zeke last week, this might be the only time we can ever use Saquon Barkley as a pay down option. The $6,500 price tag on DraftKings is the lowest we've seen Saquon so far this season. We've seen the Giants easing Saquon back into game action the first couple of weeks, but his involvement in the offense did increase from week one to week two, and I expect that trend to continue. In week two, Saquon had an 84% snap share, and we also saw him break a nice 41-yard run where his knee looked to be healthy to me. Saquon gets the Falcons this week, who have allowed an average of 127.5 rushing yards per game over the first two weeks. Saquon's a better running back than all of the other backs that they've seen so far this season, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him reach the century mark this week if the Giants let him get involved like they should. At this price, I'll definitely be taking the shot on Saquon while we have this discount. My dart throw at running back is Javante Williams at 4,900. I'm going to go back to the well here and throw my dart once again at Javante Williams. He's still down below the $5,000 price point because Melvin Gordon's still technically the lead back in Denver, and Gordon's the one who's carrying the higher price tag. This backfield is a true split, with both Williams and Gordon getting 13 rushing attempts last week. Williams appears to be the more effective runner, though. He outgained Gordon last week with the identical number of carries. In a game that they should be playing from ahead this week against the Jets, I believe the Broncos are going to lean on the run with both backs, and Javante will get plenty of opportunities. He's clearly the back of the future after the Broncos made him a second-round pick in this year's draft, so they're going to continue to keep him involved as they transition the backfield over to him. As long as we keep getting the discount on Javante, I'm going to keep putting him in my lineups. I'm looking forward to having Javante in my lineup this week when he runs for his first NFL touchdown. Let's go. At wide receiver, my pay-up option this week is going to be DK Metcalf at 7,300. Now, once again, DeAndre Hopkins at 8,500 is a great pay-up option against Jacksonville, but I'm going to go with DK Metcalf this week at a little bit of a lower salary. Russell Wilson's been slinging it these first couple of weeks, and he's thrown for 597 yards and six touchdowns in the first two games. Now, Tyler Lockett's been the receiver leading the team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns, but DK Metcalf has the same 16 targets as Lockett, so he's been involved. The Vikings defense has allowed 61 points so far this season, and I expect Russ and Metcalf to completely take advantage of Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland, who are both on the tail end of their careers. If we can even get a six for 80 game from DK with a touchdown, he'll net us 20 fantasy points, which will pay off for us in our lineups. My pay down option at wide receiver is Robert Woods at 5,700. We talked about Matthew Stafford having a solid matchup earlier in the show. So we want to have one of his pass catchers in our lineup with him. Now Cooper cup has been Stafford's favorite target so far this season, but he's priced up at 6,800 this week. I do like cup. If you can afford to pay up for him, but Robert Woods is just $1,100 less. So I'm going to take this discount as a nice pay down option here in Robert Woods. Woods usage in week one was a little concerning, but we saw him bounce back last week with nine targets and five receptions while getting a 31% target share and running routes on, on just about 97% of passing plays. Both Cup and Woods move around to different spots in the formation, so I don't expect Carlton Davis to shadow either one of the receivers. That means we should see some nice matchups between Robert Woods and backup cornerback Ross Cockrell, where Woods will clearly have an advantage. I said I was expecting a multiple touchdown game from Stafford this week, and I expect Robert Woods to be on the receiving end of at least one of them to help cash in for our lineups 
at this nice pay down price. And my dart throw at wide receiver this week is KJ Osborne at 3,500. I was going to go with Tim Patrick. I like him at 4,900. He's a little bit banged up, but if you have the money to throw down, I like his involvement in his offense. So you could throw a dart on him, but if you're limited in salary though, and need a true bargain basement dart throw, my targets KJ Osborne. Reaching all the way down to $3,500, KJ Osborne's a great value play for me this week. And I'm most likely going to have him in my lineups at this price. He stepped into the third receiver role in Minnesota this season. And we've seen him get nine targets in week one and follow it up with another five catches on six targets and a touchdown in week two. Opposing defenses have their hands full with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So Osborne's been enjoying flying under the radar. When the Vikings lost Irv Smith to injury, they decided to utilize a third receiver out of the slot. And Osborne's been that guy, and he's taken advantage of his opportunity. They're going to have to throw to keep up with Seattle this week. So this should once again be some significant value for Osborne. With the passing volume expected this week and his new expanded role, Osborne's a very attractive dart throw option at only 3500 bucks on DraftKings. At this price, he only needs 10.5 points to get us three times return on investment. He had over 20 last week. This guy's going to be in my lineup at this price. So let's go over to tight end. My payup option at tight end is going to be Darren Waller at 7400 The only real payup options at tight end on this slate are Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, of course. Kelsey is $800 more than Waller, and he faces Derwin James and a tougher Chargers defense where Waller gets a Miami team who just gave up 35 points to the Bills last week. If you have the money to spend on paying up at tight end, Waller would be my lean this week. We saw him get 19 targets in week one and then seven targets last week in what was considered a down game for Waller. The Raiders passing game is centered around Waller, so he's always a good play because volume is king. The Dolphins allowed Dawson Knox to score last week, so there's no reason to believe that Waller can't get into the box this week. I wouldn't fault you for paying up for him if you have the money, but I'll probably be playing a lower price tight end myself this week. And that lower price tight end is most likely going to be my pay down option, TJ Hawkinson at 5,200. Remember when I just told you that Darren Waller had 19 targets in week one? Well, his opponent that week was the Baltimore Ravens, who get matched up against TJ Hawkinson this week. Hawkinson's been the focal point of the Lions passing attack so far this season, and he's seen 20 targets in the first two games. Hawk has caught eight passes in both of the first two games, and he scored a touchdown in both of those games also. With the lack of weapons in the wide receiver room in Detroit, Hawkinson should continue to get the bulk of the targets from Jared Goff. At a $5,200 salary, we only need 15.6 points from Hawk for a three-time return on investment. He scored over 20 fantasy points in both games so far, and I expect him to be able to continue his success this week against Baltimore. But if you need a dart throw at tight end, you could throw one at Hunter Henry at 3,700. I'm pretty sure that I'll be using Hawkinson in my lineups, but if you're looking to punt the tight end position with a low salary dart throw, you could take a shot on Hunter Henry. Henry hasn't done much so far this season, but his usage last week was encouraging. Hunter Henry played on 47 of 58 offensive snaps last week, and he received four targets. Now at this pay down range of tight ends, we're not looking for a Waller or, or Hawkinson type production. We're basically just looking for a guy who has a chance of scoring a touchdown. So if Henry's on the field like he has been on an offense without a ton of pass catching weapons, Mac Jones could certainly look his way in the red zone to get you the touchdown you need for this dart throw. 
On defense this week, we do have a few teams that get to play against either struggling rookies or backup quarterbacks. So my pay-up option on defense this week will be the Denver Broncos at 4,300. The Broncos defense took a big hit this week, losing Bradley Chubb, but they've been playing really well to start the season. They've only allowed 13 points in each of their first two games. And this week, they get to take on a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson, who's coming off a four-interception game last week. The Jets only scored six points last week. So even at this price, the Broncos look to be a good play on defense. With the money I'll be saving on some of the pay down and dart throw options we talked about on this show, like if I'm using a guy like KJ Osborne, I'll likely be paying up for a defense this week. And if I do, it'll be the Broncos. But if I'm going to pay down, my pay down option is the Tennessee Titans at 2400 I know I've been targeting players against the Titans these past two weeks on this show because they're not a good defense. That said, they did step up in the fourth quarter last week to kind of stymie Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and allowed their offense to get back in the game and win it in overtime. But I still don't think they're a good defense. But they get Indianapolis this week. They got Carson Wentz dealing with two sprained ankles. That means even if he does play, who knows what he's going to be able to do. He's not going to be mobile. He's not going to be able to plan off the back foot and get any power. And we don't know if Wentz will play or not yet. But if he doesn't play, the Colts are going to roll out either Jacob Eason or Brett Hundley at quarterback. Neither of those guys should be able to do much on offense. So I know this is a dart throw, but if you're punting defense, it's an option for you that could pay off against those quarterbacks. And that's going to wrap it up for us for week three, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the DFS Flash podcast here at Aaron Torres Media. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button over on Apple or Spotify. Leave your comments. And also keep your eyes on AaronTorresOnline.com where you can find all the podcasts and articles that myself and all my incredible teammates are putting out on a regular basis. You can follow me on Twitter at FantasyCoachJB where I post all of my content. And you can hit me up with any DFS or season-long lineup questions you might have. I'll catch you all right back here for next week's episode. And with these plays this week, I'll see you in the winner's circle. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.